Hello and welcome to Chump Change episode 14. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Today we're going to talk about my thoughts on the Super Mario Bros. movie and the expectations versus reality of it, along with the nocebo effect. We are also going to be talking a little bit about poor customer experiences, how Pri and I feel about it as consumers and as providers of the experience. We're also going to be talking about ignorance and is it bliss? And we have a little bit more to talk about the Big Chumps store. All right. So how you doing today, Pri? Before I start. Pretty good, buddy. How are you? Uh, you know, I've had a pretty productive morning. I... Uh, we talked a little bit about it in the YCS episode. Uh, what do you call it again? Your your clock thing? Your internal clock? Oh, the uh, circadian circadian rhythm? Yeah, so I wake up at 6 a.m. every day since the trip. Uh, wonderful. It's not wonderful because uh, usually I go to bed at 1 or 2 still. So despite me going to bed at the same time, I wake up earlier now. It sucks. You know, you wake up early, things are open. You wake up late, things close early. Yeah, I, now I just need to make sure my body wants to actually get up at 6 o'clock. That, that's the next step. Yeah, that's true. But I, I did wake up today. It's my day off uh, from my regular job, and I, I got a lot done so far today. Hey, man, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I go, all right, another day. Mm. Another, another day, another dime. Exactly, exactly. All right, so Super Mario Bros. movie. Uh, let, me, let me quote my Twitter because I, I thought my my initial tweet about it was pretty funny. I said. The silly Wahoo man movie was good. That that that's how I summarize it. I thought it was cute fun. Uh, definitely shows that it's an illumination picture uh, and a Nintendo movie just because it was very family friendly. Uh the biggest thing that I was scared about going into it was Chris Pratt's performance just because the entire internet was like, this just sounds like Chris Pratt. This is the Chris Pratt movie, not the Mario movie. So I was interested to see how uh, it played out. I was very, very surprised at how well it, it turned out. Not to say that Chris Pratt is a bad actor by any means, just the the way that it stuck was more... Uh, pleasant to the eyes and ears than than i anticipated is is was the movie what you expected e yes do we care about spoilers spoiler warning how long has the movie been out uh it came out like a couple days ago i think i mean i'm not watching the movie so go ahead and say spoiler warning here all right i will timestamp it or i'll do like a chapter thing on uh youtube as well uh, this is your official spoiler warning for the Super Mario Bros. movie. So at the beginning of the movie, they kind of play it off because uh, I think I showed you there was a, like a fake commercial they did for Super Mario Bros. Plumbing. I didn't watch that. I'm not going to lie with you. I thought I showed it to you. I might not have. But they essentially they did like a fake like 80s or 90s commercial. And in it, there is uh very played up Italian accents from Charlie Day and uh, Chris Pratt for Mario and Luigi. But then they transition back into like nor pseudo normal voices for them. But once you get to that part, it's like, OK, actually, the voices that they're doing are natural for the way these guys are acting like very American, Ital uh, Americanized Italian men. And I guess they're supposed to be younger, like. Just the way that they talk and act, it's played off as like they're younger people. So, so do so do, do you think this is the like English dub versus Japanese dub versus Italian dub? I no no, just because I think that was the whole idea. Like the the original voice actor for Mario is in the movie. He actually says a line right after that. He's like, "I think it's a perfect woohoo," and I thought that was cute. Mm. I, I thought that was really cute and like funny. It's like, oh okay. You gave him his cameo because that's actually Mario. But I definitely think it was played up for laughs. Because even like they there's a scene where they go and uh, they meet the Mario Bros family. And very like uh, 
very stereotypical Italian family, just the way they're all interacting and talking to each other. So the 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 dynamic between them and their family is funny because it's like, and what's up with those those fake accents? And I'm like, okay, so they're actually just playing it for laughs. Hey man, you know it sucks not being the target audience anymore, huh? Yeah, I saw a lot of memes about that too. It's like, it's okay, kiddo. It wasn't made for you. I'm like, oh, man. Man, you know, I got bullied right there. No, I, I think I'm still the target audience just because we we briefly talked about it a while back where um the the way that we feel about certain things being a professional in a field and like being a consumer in the field only. So the fact that I do a little bit of or I do a little bit slash I learned a lot about uh animation in school and just like the production side of it was very much a you know what? I appreciate this for what it is. And I think it's funny as with the thought this is a family movie and it's aimed towards the younger demographic. I can I can deal with this. This is fun. Because I'd be I'd be a liar if I said I didn't have fun watching this. So I have to ask, right? So my favorite guy is the is the guy that goes. <clears throat> was was he in the movie? Oh, the thwomp. Uh, no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't recall any thwomps. You, you don't. You didn't hear any. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't. I don't recall any of those guys. Um, there is a. That, that, that's my favorite part of the game. The only thing that actually like truly bothered me about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Was the entire plot thread of the movie was uh, not even Bowser kidnapped Peach because I imagine this was played up to be very woke and like girl power. Like, oh, she's not just a damsel in distress. She's a part of the action. Oh, so, yeah, she fights like Peach fights. She gets in there. But the way that they played it is Bowser gets like unlimited power, essentially. But he has like uh, a FUB crush on Peach. So he's like, hey, you're going to marry me or I'm going to destroy the world. Well, don't say FUB like that. I would say stalker, right? Both. <laughs> Poor Kayla's social relationship. Is that is that the correct term? Parasocial not even. No, not even parasocial relationship. Parasocial relationship. If Pokimane directly told you, I don't like you and I have no interest in you. You're telling me that Peach didn't tell that to Bowser? She did. She did. That, so that's why I'm like, we're, we're skewing the line of, uh, you make a good point. We're going into FUB slash stalker territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought it was very weird because the, the, the whole driving force of the movie is the fact that he wants to marry her. Whereas, like, original games and stuff, it like... It very much harps to the most recent Mario game that came out, like a a few years ago on the Switch. Because like right, you have to give me more insight. Because the whole the whole plot thread there was Bowser kidnapped Peach to marry him. But this Whoa. this skews more of like the creepy line. That 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 was the only thing that I had a, an issue with. But like you know they can't put that in Hollywood. What. They can't put kidnapping and then, you know, just kidnapping in general. Oh, in yeah. No, I, I, I think mass terrorism and t- saying, hey, I'm going to kill your friend if, if you don't marry me is much better. <laughs> I think that's much better. More reasonable. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, uh, it, it, it wasn't like aggressively creepy all the time, except for this part where he's like having a, a fake conversation. Then it was just cringy, but is it like, one of those like they're talking to themselves or like talking to like Peach he, picture I, on the wall? He dressed up one of his minions as Peach, and he was like proposing to fake Peach. Bro, that's one of my favorite things in movies where like it's the it's the the guy has a shrine of the person that they like. Yeah, it looks so scary or like it looks so weird, but it, I, I I love it. Like definitely on the creepy side, but skewing towards more like cringy intolerable <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um so yeah that like the the entire movie hinges on the, this bowser crush on peach but besides that part like it was just it was goofy fun i i enjoyed it a lot and jack black's performance as bowser was badass 
does Bowser actually talk in the game or any other time? Uh, he does, but the, none of the Mario actor or none of the Mario cast was like dialogue voice acted. It was normally like like ooh wah like like you know noises. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was really cool yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, or I guess technically the Mario voice actor did like lines for certain things, but everyone else in the, in in the Mario universe has been like low level dialogue or if at all. Oh, I, I got a question. Yo. So you and you and Water Bottle Man make mm. really good Toad impressions. <laughs> was it was it part of the movie? It wasn't like an aggressive like ah but I think uh I think it was key of key and peel. Uh he he did a pretty good like performance for for Toad. It just wasn't like the traditional what you expect from a Toad voice. Could we hear one of your Toad impressions? Mm, I'll save it for a video. I actually have a video I want to do about that. All right, fair enough. Uh, remember we 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 have a cover album we have to record. I gotta save the. I gotta oh, save. Yes. The, How did I forget? I have to save the 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 good the A grade material for for other content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, like I could barely I could very clearly hear Chris Pratt in in the performance, but it it wasn't like, oh, this is just Chris Pratt. Like I actually got immersed in the movie enough to be like, oh, this is just like, you know, M- Mario. This is just how he sounds. Uh, there was a lot of things that made me happy, though, like transitions into scenes. Uh, one of the most like iconic things from like Super Mario 64 was like the dun 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 dun, dun for Peach's Castle. And when they showcase that in like a landscape shot, it's like a very royal like or uh, orchestral da da da. And I'm like. Okay, that's a really cool music cue. Like, in my tweet, I do say uh, there's a lot of music cues that are Easter eggs that if you don't play Mario actively, you'd just be like, oh, that's a really cool soundtrack. But be- I've literally played every Mario game. And that's that's something that, l- like, stood out to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's that's so good. Like, I, the, the soundtracks of almost every video game I play usually end up in my Spotify. So hearing that put into a cinematic soundtrack was really cool. You know, you said the soundtrack goes into your Spotify. I don't know if I like hearing the boss music and being traumatized. Hearing the boss music. I never thought uh, Mario boss music was that intrusive. I always thought like some of them are sillier or like goofier. Maybe like Super Mario 64. But but also Maybe you can't the, say the, the JRPGs I play. Yeah. I was gonna say you can't say that when Virgil's theme literally goes crazy. But Vir- Virgil's a bad guy, and then you know, bro, it's the meme where when you fight him as the boss. Yeah. When you unlock him as a playable character. Yeah. No, I I I think uh like if I really enjoyed a game, the the driving factor for me to give it like a nine or ten is usually the soundtrack. A, a really good soundtrack is what separates a game from an eight in uh, a nine and ten for me. For me, it's is your get camera camera good? Like your camera position and like, can I rotate the camera? <laughs> Do I need to rotate the camera? Mm. If your camera doesn't track well, I don't want to play your game. Okay, you like DM, you like the DMC series. I'm not going to listen to that from you. <laughs> I absolutely hate the cameras in DMC sometimes. <laughs> But you still like the games. It's not that much of a driving factor for bad or good. It's not one of my top listed games ever played. I like the game, though. Okay, fair enough. Remember, my favorite games are JRPG turn-based games. Yeah, I, I'm really... The, the JRPG you showed me when we lived together, I really want to play that on the channel, too. Really dope game. Yeah. I like it because there's a pinwheel. But before we go on a tangent... Uh, Super Mario movie, really good. A, a lot of fun. If you are a big movie person, uh, kind of rough in terms of the pacing. But if you're just there to watch an animation and have fun, 
Very good movie. Definitely recommend. It's worth time. Especially if you have like uh, younger siblings or kids, just go watch it. Did you take your little brother, by the way? I didn't. I actually, uh, well, that was a solo adventure for me because everyone was busy, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, my, my little brother had to watch it on Easter with my mother, though. Wait, so even your girlfriend didn't go? She's at work. What? Wait, so you were just in the movie theater by yourself? I would, ne- I would never. I don't know how you got the confidence for that. Part of it was, I was like, you know what, I, I don't, because I had extra topics I wanted to talk about, but you and I agreed to wait for a guest or for a different time to do some of those topics. So, mm. so I was like, I kind of need something to talk about. So I just ran it because I had a free ticket too. Oh, okay. One of those like AMC, uh, like rewards. It, it was a comp. Uh, so the, the, you know, the, the big movie theater near, near me. So they're, they're they actually, right? no, that that's a, I don't think it's owned by anyone. I think Adam, uh, Adam like does the ticketing online, but I think it's independently owned. Hmm. But, um, I had a complimentary ticket from like a while ago where we had an issue there and it was kind of just like, a. all right, I guess I'll go. I got nothing better to do right now. So it's this or or do nothing all night. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, no, I I definitely think it's it's worth going if you're if you like Mario, if you like uh, movies or music and you're willing to just sit there and like take it for what it is, go watch it. It's really good. My expectations were were drastically exceeded than the uh, what I was thinking I was going to get. And speaking of ex uh, expectations versus reality. I think Pri wants to talk about the nocebo effect. Nocebo effect. So uh, I wanted to bring it up because I was talking to someone or I would say thinking about a, uh, on how to do something. Right. And then they, they gave their two cents. Right. Yeah. And it, it was so the nocebo effect is basically, you know, that there's negative connotations to something or. If you believe it's going to go wrong, it's going to go way worse than wrong. Right. Basically, I was like, you know what? I am really against it, but I'm down to run it because I know it's going to fail. So I'm going to give less effort than what I would normally would, right? Yeah. Are, are you that type of person? I usually try to have a healthy dose of optimism. Uh, I guess internally, I know that there is a, I know that I like, I think I told you when we were talking about it, prepping our, our topics for chump change where essentially it's op it's the opposite of optimism in the sense that if I think negatively, yeah, it's going to go wrong. Right. There, there's no reason that, uh, me, me thinking negatively about anything is ever going to make me in the mindset, like. Okay, but it, but the, this is this could be this could be good, right? There there's no a you swing on ne- uh, negative reinforcement for yourself. Like the way that you feed your brain is absolutely how uh, you're gonna affect the outcome. So I, I I'd say, you know, personally, I try and have a healthy dose of optimism, but you take a little bit of that realism and sprinkle it on there. Hey man, look here's here's what I would say to that. I like the I I like to believe that I'm a realist in life. You know, it's it's hard. You know, I'm like whenever I take medication, right? I'm like, you know, if I believe in Eastern medicine, this medicine is not gonna work. Yeah. Or the whole uh uh what's what's the uh, the signature select versus like the name brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very very much the same way. I uh I believe that this isn't going to work as well as Advil. Yeah. So I would personally buy the name brand, even though like compound ickly, I guess that's the word. It's not a word. Yeah. But compound ickly, it's the same compound. Chemically. <laughs> Chem- chemically, it's the same, same stuff. Chemically. Comp- chemically, compoundly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- but, but yeah, man, see, I just wanted to bring that up because I was trying to, I was, I was trying to see where you were in terms of groups. Yeah. I personally cannot work in a group. I like to take people's ideas and then be like, okay, well maybe that will alter the way I would do something. Mm. But you know, 
it, it's weird, right? Because, uh, I mean, you know this. I work in a team actively every day. Uh, or when we're scheduled to be there at, this, at the same time. I, have a, I do have a team I work with. Um, and something that me and uh, this one specific team member talk about is how I'll usually take more optimistic and outside-the-box approaches to things. Because usually... If there's a hard, hard set path for IT, it's either uh, someone's already taken that troubleshooting route and the outcome desired was not achieved. Or there's just some there's something that uh, makes it so the troubleshooting path is not uh, viable, you know, so mm. something that like uh, we have to go to our our desk at our office, like our our little our actual uh, building, to like unlock an internet port or reconfigure it to accept like a a brand new computer phone or sales terminal we plug in, right? Because once you plug in a new device, the switch will lock as a security measure. And there's been situations where we're able. Us as IT techs are able to remote con uh, connect to any computer in the park. And I have remote com connected into our phones and our computers to give us access to do it while we're out in the field. Because my my, my thing is I don't like backtracking a lot when I'm working. It's, it's like uh, RPGs, right? You don't want to go turn in a quest, get a new quest and like, oh, hey, I need you to go back to the place you just were. When you, I hate that. when you absolutely could have done like Professor Oak, I could have picked up your parcel and killed that guy at the same time. It would have been done already. <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of games they do that just to extend the time of their game. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, pat padding is definitely a thing, but it, I absolutely don't like backtracking. So that's one of the situations where it's like. Okay, how can I circumvent my requirement to travel back to my office to do this thing the right way when I can do it the right way in a unorthodox manner, correct? Like the, the, there's that that outside the box motion and now since I've been doing stuff like that in my team, the teammate that I talked about with it, he is more inclined to think beyond the scope of like the little piece of paper that like our guides he he does more thinking outside the box now, and I he's like, yeah, you know, like you get you get stuff done because you do things a different way, and now he does it too. All right. So what I heard was, let me show you how I do it. Well, because that's what you said, right? Like this you, is how they teach you. This is how they teach you. This yeah. is how I do it. But it's not specifically don't how let, I don't 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 do this if the manager is there. But that's how I do it. No, no, it's not. It's not that I did do that at Safeway. I absolutely oh. do not do that at my current job. It's very much a, hey, I'm still going to follow the rules and do things the way that they need to be done. But how can I make it? How can I quality of life this chore? So. Mm. So that's a that's a way of thinking, like, how do I make this process easier? And then because that's not a one size fits all question. It requires the people who work with me to also think the same way. Because you, you were like, you like to take people's ideas and equip them to your tool belt so you can do the the task assigned, right? Well, well, well see that the question was more so in a group. Yeah. Do you think it's everyone works together or everyone works individually? No, I I think it's very much everyone works together, but everyone everyone works on one task. You can divide and conquer the different parts of the same task or you can all work together on the same thing and add different ideas to the same task. Where do you draw the line? Like, uh, you have two conflicting ideas. Both work. How do you choose? Honestly, my I'll answer is always... on that one. I'll go. I'll go ahead and give you a second. No, 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 no. I, I got it. I got it. My because um, I was thinking of a specific situation, right? My answer is always going to be the path of least resistance. My. Mm. There, there's a situation where um, we had to go fix a phone, right? Yeah. Buddy wanted to just replace the entire phone outright. 
I knew the phone still worked. I was positive because the phone was ringing still. It was connected to the internet. I knew the phone worked. I wanted to just replace the wire from the phone to the like the handset. So I said, hey, I'm pretty sure it's this. I want to go replace this part only. He wanted to reconfigure an entire new phone, which is a lot more steps, but it does the same job at the end of the day. And you can you can troubleshoot what was wrong with the first phone later. I said, hey, it's easier to just go test this wire. Because we are 90% sure that this is the problem. I wanted to do that because it was the path of least resistance. Ultimately, had he gone and done the thing his way, it would have been done. Regardless, the, the, the problem would have been solved. But I like to I like to work smarter, not harder. So therefore. I'm required to always do the path of least resistance. All right. So there, there's this one uh, thing that always I always listen to or I always think about. So. Mm-hmm. You're chopping down a tree. Yes. Yeah. Five hours to chop down a tree. What do you do? A singular tree. Just 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 one tree. But but, you know, you got your normal hand axe. Just just hand axe. Minecraft hand axe. Yep. Just chop down the tree. See, so with the, with the with the thing I read a long time ago, mm-hmm. they said I would spend the first two hours or three hours sharpening the axe, mm-hmm. and then the tree goes down right there. Mm. Instead of spending five hours just chopping away at the tree. See, I was inclined to ask, like, are there more factors? Like, am I allowed? multiple steps here or is it as simple as just chop down the tree but also see very much a uh how do you think about that question you know yeah because for me that's more of trial and error i know nothing about the technique or anything about chopping down trees all i know is axe go burr if you hit something really hard right but if you said best believe i'm I'm gonna be a sharpening stone and i'm gonna look at how to chop down a tree on youtube you know well, that, that's why I was like, OK, well, is that an option presented to me or is it like because my initial question was going to be like, well, do I have an axe? Do I have a bandsaw, a chainsaw? Like what? How am I chopping down this tree? Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I said hand axe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it's if it's oh, Unga Bunga caveman, Lorenzo doesn't know how to chop down tree. If I see it's not working, eventually I'm going to have to figure something else out. But also, yeah. I've I've never seen anyone use a, such a dull axe that they couldn't chop firewood or or a tree down. So I, I I'm inclined to believe that sharpening the axe is a part of the process. Yeah, hey man, you know very much. Uh, I would rather sit here and plan. Yeah. Than to just go in, you know, save the headache from having to do the work twice. I was gonna say the moral of the story is. Don't tell someone you can chop down a tree in five hours. That too. If that's your first tree, give yourself a little room. (laughs) Tying it back to the nocebo effect. Yep. Believe you can chop down the tree. Yeah, believe it. You are the Hokage. You are the next next Hokage of of tree chopping. Um, You know... Speaking of uh, chopping down trees and you were told to, that sounds like an experience, a customer experience. You want to talk about that? Customer experiences. Did, did you hear my thump noise right there? Oh, you're. you're <laughs> I thought I was just clearing my throat, but it doesn't. <clears throat> you know, because Mario movies on the mind now. So go ahead, buddy. So recently, uh, or I guess. Recently and non-recently. A few months ago, I had commissioned something for Bad Moon. I commissioned a a VTuber, like a a bust-up model, uh, so she could start uh, using a VTuber model. As I I have been working on my ability to make her a full one. And in the time it took this person to complete this... There was several issues throughout the process, a very alarming lack of communication. When I finally got the product, I didn't even get the full product that I asked for, or it was broken, I should say. And I had also been able to 
create moon an entire model from from hand by then literally all i'm waiting on is one of my uh vtuber rigging friends to finish making the model animated and my problem with it with this situation was that i've done commissions for people i've never had a situation where even if i couldn't do something or it was going to take me longer i wasn't actively communicating with someone as a person in the space that does commission work for people it's insane to me to think that one, you could be busy enough that you don't communicate to people. And two, that you would just like you wouldn't find the time to do it at all. Like this person, when they finally responded to because I uh, I private messaged them on the, the site that I commissioned them from yesterday, they responded within an hour and they were like, here, here it is. It's ready. Thanks for the patience. And my first thought was. Well, I highly doubt that you just happen to finish this right now, like this exact hour that I texted you. So it's crazy to me to think like, oh, I'm going to finish this art and I'm just going to sit on it for a week or a week, or a month, couple months, just because I already have your money. Like that, that sucks. So, so because you're an artist, right? I do want to ask this question. Uh-huh. You have acceptable, acceptable work. And then you go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. If you ask about it, or if the customer asks about it, are you going to give them the acceptable? Or would you tell them to hold on and then go above and beyond? I would. So the, the way that I've done it, uh, these last several commissions I've done for people, I give them the best that I can give them in the moment. Because you and I talk about this, uh, about me personally. Not everything I do art-wise is always 100%. Some days my 100% is more like 50%. So I give them everything I can give them for the job while I'm doing it. But before I say, hey, the job is done. Take what I gave you. I say, hey, is there anything that you need me to improve on before I leave? Because once, once I'm done with this, I'm done with it. I'm going to move on. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I always give people the option because I know there's a lot of people on like Fiverr and all these different uh, like or like Twitter commission people like. Everyone's always like, all right, so the price that I'm charging you gives you one or two free revisions before it's done. If you ask me to redo the whole thing, okay, that's a bit unreasonable. Or if I'm 90% done and you ask me to redo the whole thing in a different pose or in a different color palette or whatever, that's a little unreasonable, whatever. But the people that don't talk about revisions or changes at all, and they just give you whatever they spit out, that sucks. Why would you not like that you're providing a service? Like it, it sucks too because uh my v my main VTuber friend, they recommended me this person because they were like, oh hey, you know, like I've heard good things about this person, uh, their commissions for uh, a bust up model and the art for it is only a hundred bucks. I was like, Oh, cool. I'm pretty busy right now. That would be worth my time and money to give. So for me to be, uh, recommended this person and know what their, like their public, uh, social media is it, the, the desire to be like, dude, this is the worst experience ever is so high. And I hate that feeling. Like I, I hate cause with a bad server, right. At, at a restaurant, what are you going to do? Oh, man, the, uh, Mr. Manager, like this experience really was really bad. You'll be compensated or or you'll get a discount. With an independent person. It's like you can warn the community, but then you're slandering someone and that sucks, too. Hey, man, I do believe in Yelp reviews, OK? Do you think that that's. I mean, would you consider that slander, though? I would just because, like, I have so much negative to say. There's no way that I can go on Twitter and at this person or tag their profile without making it seem like I'm attacking them. Like, I'm that dissatisfied with the work. And you you saw the, the, the model. 
I still have complaints about it. And I was never asked once like, hey, is this cool? Is there anything I can like fix for you real quick? It, it's very gappy uh, communication, if communicated at all. And I was just spit something out. And I didn't even know if it was going to be fixed the first time I got it. So there's the, you get what you pay for. Do you think this falls into that as well? I don't just because the nature of what, what, what was asked for, normally you would be very communicative with people. It, it Like if I just asked for some art, sure. Right. Hey, I want to see Goku writing uh, Kurama. Well, the guy is just going to draw Kurama and then draw Goku and give me whatever they draw. But because this is such a personal thing, it's hard to articulate like, hey, I this is your thing, but I'm just going to give you whatever I want out of this thing. Like that's not, like it, it it's very much a I I kind of want to agree with you, with you too though cuz like yeah, the price point was cheap but also like I'm happy with what I got for the most part in the end. The process it took to get here was awful. Cuz you saw you saw the final product right before we started rolling, right? Like, it looks good. It's fine. It actually looks really good. It just sucks that it was it was more of a headache and it took more time out of my day over the last several months than I wanted it to in the first place. Right. I did, I couldn't just let this person go and do it and uh, be confident I would get it back. Once this person took a couple months and didn't respond to me at all or say anything at all, that's when I knew, OK, I need to be on this person's ass now to make sure I get the thing I paid for. You know, I do a lot of, uh, like, I take my car to, like, the mechanic shop, right? Yeah. When it's objective, like, hey, man, did you replace this or replace that? Yes, no, here's the money. Mm -hmm. I feel like when it becomes more subjective, like uh, like art, right? Let's say for cars, it would be like you take your car to uh, Mako. Yeah. Like Mako paint shop. You know, for $500, you're not expecting, like, a good lay down, you know, like a pretty even layer of clear coat. You kind of just right. expect it to just be shot on, you know? So, do, do you think it's more of a, like, fine detail? Like, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do you think it's more fine detail, like, perfect lay on? With, my, my, with what you're, like, upset my, about the art. Okay, so the, the product is upset, uh, itself what I'm upset about. The only thing I'm upset yeah. about is actually very serviceable, like very easy to service. I just wasn't given the file required to service it. I could do it. I could fix it myself. Well, that's not saying a lot. I could have done the whole thing myself if I wanted to. The whole point was I wanted to save my time. Um, and you paid the guy to yeah. do that for you. Yeah. Um. Because so my my only gripe with it is definitely a a, a function slash fine detail. Right. I was saying that the movement of the model because i tested it obviously before letting moon know i had it um it's very stiff and it's fine because like it blinks it moves it, it uh breathes you know as far as vtubers go people will tune into her stream twitch.tv slash uh bad moon xx um people are going to tune into the stream and they're going to be like hey this is a vtuber right like, if my complaint was, oh, they didn't make it so the witch hat came off, or, oh, she has an alternate costume and there's no button to switch it, like, they didn't program it, that's frills, I don't need that, I don't care. Functionally, it does what I want it to, it just sucks that the the thing it does, it does it really poor. And even my VTuber mm. buddy, my VTuber buddy said the same thing, because I sent that, the video I sent you earlier, of the demo, I sent it to them too. And they're like, yeah, it's really stiff, but it looks really good. It's very cute. So functionally, it does what it needs to. It just it's like saying um, they didn't tighten your brakes all the way properly. You, you know, I ain't gonna lie with you, man. That might be a bad comparison. If you don't tighten your brakes all the way, that means you die. You know what I mean? No, because without precision brake tightening, right, the car can still brake. 
Can't it? Sorry, 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 sorry. So better thing unless, to say unless, is... Unless my, my, my thought process of what... Like, I, I had to replace my brakes recently. My uncle was giving... Like, he kept telling me I could press on the brake, and he kept adjusting something. I don't know if that's specific to my car, if it's... So, bleeding the brakes. Yeah, bleeding the brakes is a little different. But the okay. better way to, to say what you said would be torquing to spec. Mm-hmm. So you could you could do like the one four or what quarter half turn, right? Yeah. Or you could use the tool, the the torque wrench mm-hmm. for a specific number exact. Yeah. I think that's what you were trying to go for for that car reference. Yes. Just because you made the car reference, I wanted to I, I, I didn't realize it was a bleeding the brake versus tightening the, the brake. I didn't I didn't that's sorry, sorry. that's a you, me you know, problem. Just a, I didn't do that just part. A clarification. I, I was the brake pusher, so that that's a me that's a me fault. My bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like it is. It's very much a hey. This wasn't tuned to spec, or it wasn't tuned to perform at its best for what you gave me. Because the way that the movements in VTubers works is essentially it's binary. You have one. You have zero. You have one. You can tell the program where you want the movement to be when it hits one. You can tell it, it where you want the movement to be when it's at zero. And then the rest of it is just the way that you track your face. That's on you. My one zero values are very jank and not refined. Like there's no 0.5 refinement, no 0.8 refinement, 0.25 refinement, uh, which means that the, the movements can be stiff or they can be very like like jerky. So, yeah. so that's something that like I would definitely have been if they asked me, I would have been like, hey, can we smooth out this animation a little bit? It's a little stiff. Or can we up the parameter and I can adjust the values on the the facial recognition software? So for for VTuber models, I have just a question here. Is it yeah. like they have to redraw like each individual frame? No. So it's almost like flash animating, which I know you know nothing about. Um where I have different Photoshop layers, right? You tell the app how you want the Photoshop layer to move. So if you draw the booba, you can say, hey, when the body part leans left, booba needs to sway left, but then it needs to return to original form. So you, you have the, the jiggle physics. You're basically just saying, hey, I want you to move this layer in this way uh, based on how the the camera operator moves, right? So if if I say, "Hey, this this uh for the audio listeners and I guess the YouTube listeners, I, I'm I'm giving pre a, a visual representation with my face. Um, if I s- stretch out my eyelid like this, and we say that this is value one, and this is value my eye closes value zero, right? The VTuber model should be able to articulate, okay, when his eyes close, the VTuber model needs to close eyes. When it's open, this, the VTuber model needs to open the same amount. It, it, it's little refinements that make the movement better and cleaner that I don't need it to be perfect. I don't need it to look like V Shoujo Iron Mouse or, or um, you know, Hollow Live, whatever. But definitely something that's like, it's so easy for the person who has the files to fix. If they fixed it for me, that would have been awesome. Or if it was, if they offered to fix that for me, it would have been awesome. You know, if I if I get my 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 glass at Olive Garden and there's a dishwasher markings or lipstick stain on my cup, I'm gonna ask for a new cup. But if you sit. But if you put it down and said, oh, my God, I didn't notice that that cup had lipstick mark on it. Let me re- change that for you real quick. M- it being offered versus me asking for the change. There's a huge difference in the customer service experience. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's like. You offered me a service. You offered me very terrible service. And in the end, I I felt like I lost more time and didn't get my money's worth. Got to give them four stars on Yelp. And I need to give them zero stars. That's actually how I feel about this individual. I genuinely 
have been so frustrated throughout this entire process that I I really do want to like at them on Twitter or not even at them, just say their name on a Twitter post and be like, Hey, here's this model that we got from so-and-so Uh, really good model. Just the customer service was abysmal. But like I said, there, there's no way for me to feel like I can do that without slandering. That's my favorite thing. So I love the, the Asian restaurants. They have really good food, really poor service. Mm. I don't know. I haven't experienced that. I, I feel like a lot of places that you and I go together, it's usually pretty good. And surprisingly, it's chains. Chains, I have really bad experiences when I'm with you. Always chains. I hate chains. Remember when we tried to go to BJ's? I like <laughs> or Red Robin or Red Robin, all of all of the above. We little side story. We sat in a, a Red Robin with uh, it was me, Pre, and Pre's girlfriend. We sat. We got seated within like what ten minutes when they told us it was a thirty minute wait, and then yeah. and then we ended up sitting there for forty minutes at the table without even being being given drinks. The face that Pre had, he was so over it. I, I figure we went to like a mom and pop shop uh, diner after that. It, it was insane. I've never had that experience at a Red Robin before. And Pre was like, this is why I never go to Red Robin. I'm like, this is the first time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but yeah, um, it sucks too, because you and I have this conversation one on one, like personally about uh, food service and retail because we both worked in it. It, it sucks to see that people don't want to provide service the way that they would expect service to be given to them. Like it, it's actually, it's, it, it sucks and it's confusing to me. You know, I, I really hate to bring in the, well, we don't get paid enough. Like, yeah, I agree, but no, like do your, do what you would expect out of this position, right. you know? Well, and it's very hard to argue that you don't get compensated for it. I started off in a deli at Safeway in 2018. By the time I left the company, I was a shift supervisor. I ended up in that position within two years. And I never, I didn't think I was going to stay at Safeway past year one. I was planning on leaving. And I ended up transferring to different departments. I learned a lot of different skills and I became a manager. It, it it's what you put into the work that that's what you get back. Um, it, it it's crazy to see it. It's crazy to see that in food service, especially because make the most out of your job, guys. Hey, uh, I'm staring at the camera right now, but you don't see that uh, audience. If you work at McDonald's, I'm not telling you to go above and beyond. I'm not telling you to shine your customer's shoes. Do the best job that you can. Provide the best possible experience. You might not be compensated for it, but guess what? Feel good that you're just providing a good service. Feel good making other people feel good. Pause. That's my take. That's the take. Pause. Pause. Maybe pause. Potential pause. Pause. Period. Um, yeah. It, it sucks too because uh, I haven't had a really bad commission experience in a very long time in terms of getting art from other people. This was a very bad experience and that kind of reaffirmed me that if there's anything art related I need done, I'm probably going to do it myself, whether it's for big chumps, garble artists, or for my my circle of people. Bro, I hate that idea, but I love it. You know, it's like, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, that's why I went to school for animation and stuff. I wanted that, those kind of products. I didn't want to pay the prices at first, but I understand why certain people are very expensive now. It's very hard to find the, the kind of customer service and dedication that some people put into it. Those people who work for themselves charge, they, they value their work higher because of how much they work they put into it. If you, if you're the, the, the grand Big Mac daddy of McDonald's in the entire uh, county you live in and you got to choose your wage, you're probably going to give yourself a reasonable wage because you make the best Big Mac ever, even though it's five, six ingredients. I don't know. I've always tried my hardest uh, in my jobs. I feel like my customers were usually satisfied and 
it sucks whenever I receive service and I see not only do I receive bad service, I receive bad service and it looks like the person is still struggling. Don't don't ever give me 10 percent and, and look like you've been giving 200 percent. That's some that's what really got you when we were at Red Robin. The host looked like he was <laughs> sweating. That that man looked pressed and you were like, I haven't even got my my, my freckled lemonade yet. This dude looks tired. <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know, it, and it before, was so, when, when, when he says host, right? He doesn't mean that. So we didn't have any servers come up to us. I don't know why, which is fine. Maybe servers are busy. Why did the host seat us? Yeah. Also, I, I said that the host looked like he was pressed. Uh, I'm not disparaging anyone who might have already been or like he could have been at the tail end of his shift. Uh, if you're at the tail end of your shift and you're standing around doing nothing, the odds are you're probably not tired. Let's say you are tired, right? And you're just standing there doing nothing. Yep. Be good at it. Be <laughs> yeah. good. Make it seem like you don't even know that you're busy. Yep. Or know that you're smile. standing there doing nothing. Smile. Literally smile. Just just sit, stand there, smile, do the bare minimum at that point. But like be presentable. You know, at least fool me, you know? <laughs> you don't have to fool yourself, <laughs> but you have to fool me. <laughs> yeah, no, the BJ's person, because we went to BJ's then, we went to Red Robin, the BJ's person didn't even care. BJ's person looked like they, they hated their life and they wanted you to hate being there as much as they did. You know, I don't, I don't get that, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know why you would do that to someone else. Well, why would you, why would, like, if you I don't, don't want to be there, that's fine. Don't make me not want to be here. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I drove, here, dude. I'm I drove you a here. job. I drove here to eat here. You drove here to come to work. I want to eat. You just, you just have to put me at a table. That's your job. You know, it sucks that we're arguing, or we're not arguing, we're, we're talking about hosts in specific. Because that's usually... We didn't what, even get to see the rest of the staff. Yeah, no, we, we, we that's usually where the experience stops for us if we ever uh, leave a restaurant. We don't even get seated. Except the one time we got seated, but we didn't get helped. <laughs> First time that's happened to us ever. Red Robin. It was so <laughs> crazy because the manager looked at us and still yeah. didn't help us. Yeah! I forgot about that. See, I was on my phone. I was I was working on big chump stuff while we were there. I was going to the mom and pop shop that we went to afterwards. The manager service. sat us. The manager got our drinks. The manager was willing to take our order. Mm -hmm. Hey, manager was even willing to, you know, like talk, talk to us and give us the rundown on stuff or uh, make some changes for us. Tell us the specials. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there was our rant on customer service. I guess ignorance is bliss, huh, man? <laughs> so what What do you think about that, man? Ignorance being bliss? Yep. Uh, depends on the circumstances. If there's usually an issue, I don't think circum or I don't think uh, ignorance is bliss at all. I think if there's so a problem, I want to know about it. So let's say, right. So specific case here. When you get charged fees, mm -hmm. would you rather just have them hide it in the original price? No. So wait, for example, wait, wait, wait. So when you say hide it in the original price, like upcharge me five dollars to to pay for the fee versus, hey, we're gonna charge you a five dollar fee on top of what you just paid. Yeah. So so let's say we have live music, right? Yes. I am going to charge you $5 for the live music uh -huh. on your receipt. I'm going to put $5 live music fee. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with that? Or would you rather have it, have me disperse that into your meal? Like a dollar up on the drink, a dollar up on the food. <sighs> I feel like it's still circumstantial. I, I think it depends. Like, Chase, my bank, my personal bank, Chase, 
they charge an additional eight uh, out of uh, service or out of like I forgot what it's called. If you if you don't use a Chase ATM or a authorized ATM, they charge you five dollars on top of the service fee. The ATM will already charge you. I do want to know about that. Mm. In your example, that sounds more like like more like a theme park, right? Hey, we're having special Disney event. Uh, we're going to provide a service that's extra. So we're going to bump the prices of everything around or you need to pay for an additional ticket to get in. I I think I'm OK with paying the extra ticket. I would also understand if there was no extra ticket, but everything in that specific area was upcharged. See, you know, like, like I'm okay do either way. Don't, right? Well, I'm I'm personally okay either way because, uh, as a person of uh, of the business world now, and also that works in like a theme park environment, I get that that that's something that does need to happen sometimes, right? So it's like I I can swing both ways on that. I'm okay with both. Uh, I know a lot of people like. I've blown a lot of people's minds with DoorDash. DoorDash does upcharge people's uh, food prices, but they still charge and a, they still charge a service fee, if not for the Dash Pass, which you're still that paying one some taxes blows my on. Mind. Yeah, I mean, like a ten dollar meal can turn into an eighteen dollar meal, and then you still pay taxes on it. It's crazy. Like I get it. You know, but I'm like, man. So, so here's another one that we struggle with, or we had to come to the moral standard for. Uh huh. When you when you order a product online, are you more willing to click on the free shipping or have them pay it at a reduced price? Yeah, that I'm with the exception of your Amazon primers, right? Cause technically you're paying for shipping regardless. You're paying for it via the prime account or you're paying for it through the actual shipping. Um, I think that one's more of a, of a, like a pseudo psychology thing where it's like, man, I have to pay this additional charge. I'll just buy the one that has free shipping, but it's a couple dollars more just so happens to be the same difference as paying for the shipping. It sucks because Realistic, re- realistically, you'd actually want to pay for the shipping because if that shipping offers uh, tracking, whereas your non-prime $30 item doesn't uh, have tracking for the free shipping, I think you'd want to know where your thing is. Right? Honestly, right? But like, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a weird pseudo-psychology. I think that one is definitely where... It, the ignorance is bliss because your free shipper is just charging you the five dollars. Like it's still a twenty five dollar product. They're they're just charging you more so they don't pay for shipping. Crazy, man. Crazy what these people do to us, huh? Crazy what decisions that even the business owners have to choose, you know? Yeah. I I, I definitely think like since you and I uh formed BCMG. There's a lot more stuff that we're privy to that we've had to think about and like, hey, do we want to do it the way everyone else does it? Or do we want to like innovate on the formula? And it's it, you you and or I are just not be douchebags. Yeah. I, like there's a lot of things that you and I pushed off because we're still trying to fi- figure out the fine print, you know? Yeah. But speaking of that, since we're close to the wrapping up, Mark. Why don't we show them a little bit of what we've been deliberating on? Alrighty, I'll go ahead and let you give them the lowdown. All right, I'm gonna. You guys are getting a little bit of the sausage being made uh, live. We're gonna switch scenes here. Oh, that's time dot is. I did not switch back my tab. All right. And so uh, for the uh, YouTube viewers, right? This is what this is for. Yes, this is for YouTube viewers. Uh, if you are listening right now. Uh, go watch the YouTube video because what we're about to show is definitely a visual thing. Uh, we are showing off the BCMG store or the Big Chumps uh, store slash website, which I said a couple episodes ago it would be released mid-April, late April. Uh, we're going to push it back another couple weeks because there's something that we want to figure out before we launch. But we did want to show you guys that we haven't been sitting on our hands 
Like this is ha this is happening very soon. Um, do you want me to share? Are you looking at the website or do you want me to share my screen with you? Whatever you want to do, buddy. Here, I'll go ahead and share screen and you can just take a peek. All right, All right. I'm taking a peek with you. So we have the Big Chump store uh, right now, the or the Big Chump's website. Right now, it's a little bare bones. We didn't want to go too overboard with the uh, front screen just because we want the focus of the website to be the store as well as uh, the ability to find our socials and ask questions about us. So for now, this is what it will look like. We'll add features and stuff if we think that we want to over time. Uh, the biggest thing is the store. Currently, we have two different lines of things coming out. Uh, depending on how far we push this back, we might have a third thing if Pre wants to put that out. Uh, prices Absolutely are not. Uh, you want to wait for a separate thing for that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, right now we have two lines. I have a couple extra designs that are in, in the lab, you know, uh, curing. So maybe the, I'll, I'll put those in because they're related to these two lines. But this is what we're working with. We, ha we have a couple designs we wanted to put out. Uh, we have some stickers that we want to put out. Prices are pending just because we're trying to figure out a price that works for us and works for you guys. We don't want to, you know, overwhelm anyone or overcharge. But there are some things that we need to uh, still abide by legally and uh, to make this not bankrupt us within a month. So yeah, this this is what we have. And we didn't plan on doing any Big Chumps related merch. But, uh, you know, we thought it'd be cool to have a mug with the Big Chumps logo on it. I like that mug. I really like that mug too. Can we talk about the, the cup? Even though we're not making it yet? Yep. So we have Big Chumps cup. Uh, it will be a... Hold on. I have the photo here somewhere. So we're making a Big Chumps pint glass. Or we ordered some samples of it because we want to make it. And I think this is really cool just because it's something that I personally would use regardless if we make it or not. And I wanted to call it a pint of chump. Because I think that is a funny name. I don't think that it's particularly like related to anything we've said or done yet. But I, I definitely think it's interesting. Uh, Our restaurant's going to be called the Chump Bucket, right? <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty good, actually. I like the Chump Bucket. Uh, I guess it's not on this computer. I might have moved the files. But I'll, I'll put it up on the screen right here uh, if I don't find it in the next two seconds. But yeah, we wanted to uh, try this out. It's unfortunately not... Uh, viable for us to produce with our third-party printing service so this will be something that will take some time to develop on our own but it's something that we definitely agreed we like this more than the mug so it's something that we want to produce uh although i think the mug is really cool though i i kind of want a color changing mug i want to see if that's possible like uh, uh, so like when it heats up like the logo comes out or like uh, right now it's it's white on black, right? Or black on white. What if it started out oh. as uh, white on black and then when it got hot, it turned white with uh, the black, the original black logo. Like, the, yeah, the, maybe something we look into. Yeah. The vinyl itself is also color changing. Mm. But yeah, that's basically where we stand. Uh, the one I want to show off the most is my favorite. I really like this shirt. I really, really like this shirt. Oh yeah, look, we even have our uh, our name in the tag. All right, man, go ahead and describe to them what's on the shirt for the audio listeners. Oh uh, yeah, th this is definitely a video only thing. I'm sorry, guys. So um, if I was to describe this logo, it is a uh, very well known. Hispanic-esque uh, restaurant logo. Very iconic. Uh, almost with a, a bell uh, of some sort of shape on, on it. But instead of the, you know, one little bell ball inside of it, the bell bearing, whatever it's called, it has two. 
And then it has some font underneath that says D's nuts. As if your nuts were hanging from the inside of the bell. If that wasn't a good descriptor, come watch the video because this thing is really cool. We have the design on the uh, left breast on the front of the shirt, and then we have the logo bigger on the back. I really mm. like this shirt. I cannot understate how much I like this shirt. Looks really good. I'm not going to lie. I think all of our shirts look really, really good. Definitely something I'm excited to launch. I'm excited to get the samples in our hands so we can for ourselves see how they came out because we, we do have a selection of uh, different materials we can swap out if we want to. But yeah, I think that's it for the Big Chumps uh, store. And I also think that might be it. Is that the topic list? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, it sounds like right. we made it to Anything the end of the, like the, the episode. All righty. So uh, if you liked this video, go ahead and leave us a like, a comment. Leave a comment if you, if you enjoyed it. Tell us what you thought about it. Uh, share it with your friends. Subscribe and hit the bell icon just like D's nuts. <laughs> and we will catch you in the next episode. Later.